You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, recapping day two of SEC Media Days, as we hear from Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Kentucky. Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral going to sit down with us. Could he lead the SEC in passing this year? We'll talk expectations with him and the Ole Miss Rebels. Big Georgia defensive lineman Jordan Davis going to join us as the Bulldogs look to get back to Atlanta this year. Tennessee wide receiver Valus Jones Jr. will sit down with us as he talks about Josh Heupel taking over the Vols and Kentucky offensive tackle Darian Kennard, as well as Kentucky defensive end Josh Paschal. All going to join us as the Wildcats look to take a step forward this season in the SEC East. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcasts. you get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day, five days a week. All right, let's jump into it. Day two of SEC Media Days. Recapping it all, let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch. Around the conference. First up, Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel talks about the Vols' competition at quarterback. Uh, quarterback battle for us. We got four guys that are vying for it right now. Three of them were there during uh, the course of spring ball. I think it's really important that you give players an opportunity to grow from the last time that they stepped on the field in spring ball. Uh, you give them an opportunity to understand your system better, uh, grow physically and fundamentally uh, throughout the course of the summer, and then you get into training camp. And guys are going to earn more reps. Guys are going to earn their way out of the race as well. But you got to give them that opportunity. I think it's imperative that your football team, offensively, defensively, staff, understand that when you pick a guy, He's earned the right to be your guy. Uh, inevitably for him, there's going to be great plays. There's going to be a couple bad plays, too. He's got to respond the right way, but the guys around him got to believe in him, too. And so you got to go through that process. And as a guy earns the right to be our guy, that's when we'll name a starter. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart asked about the communication with tight end slash wide receiver Eric Gilbert in the process before he ultimately committed to the Bulldogs. Yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of... Uh of communication there. It was a time where, you know, he he was back home training, working out. He was in the portal, but nobody really knew what he was going to do. There was a thought that he may go back to LSU. Obviously, there was a time where he was committed to Florida, but um, I never spent a lot of time worrying about it. You know, we worry about the players that we get and not the ones we don't. Um, I learned a long time ago that I can't control the decisions of, of 18, 19-year-olds, so we just told him he has an opportunity here if he's interested let us know and uh, it wasn't a constant pursuit and uh, not something that we consumed ourselves with next up mark stoops from kentucky talked about nebraska transfer wide receiver wandale robinson recruiting him to lexington with it taking not one but two tries it was good to have a good relationship with Wandell. We recruited him extremely hard and tried to do all the right things and make it very difficult for him to say no to us, and that's our job. Um, you know, it didn't work out that way the first go-around, but it came back the second time, and, and uh, very grateful to have him in our program. He's a difference maker. Um, he's a guy that was electric this spring, and uh, you could feel his presence on the field, and uh, I'm very excited to have him on our team. Lastly, the always quotable Lane Kiffin asked about the new name, image, and likeness and asked specifically about Alabama quarterback Bryce Young already making a million dollars through the NIL. That number just blew me away, so you didn't prepare me for that. 
Um, that's amazing. We made a million dollars and hadn't started a game yet. Wow. Um, that again, head coach Lane Kiffin of Ole Miss. When we come back here on Locked On SEC, we're going to talk with Ole Miss quarterback Matt Corral. That's next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all of your sports action. We know baseball season, second half, is in full swing. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even UFC, whatever it is. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. And when you head over to their website on your mobile device, Sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On. You will get 50% off your first deposit over at Bet Online. Get in on the action today. Plenty of future bets with college football, the NFL, whatever it is, you can do it all at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. Right along here from SEC Media Days in Birmingham and be catching up with a bunch of different players from all the SEC schools. And this guy, probably going to lead the SEC in passing. He doesn't have to say it. I'll say it. Matt Corral from Ole Miss sitting down with us. Matt, what's going on, man? Good, man. Glad to be here. Does that sound okay if I say you'll lead the conference in passing? You said it, not me. Okay. (laughs) Lead the country in passing, possibly. Uh, You threw for a ton of yards last year, a ton of touchdowns. Uh, What did you make of your year last year overall? Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy of the year I had, but there's definitely room for improvement. There's a lot of room for improvement that I know I could make up for next year, definitely. What, uh, in my opinion, what made you guys so great uh, offensively was, was not just your, your ability to pass and the receivers and all that, but you all were balanced. I mean, that run game really helped take kind of the pressure off, and, you, you know, when, when you don't know if a team's running the ball, throwing the ball, whatever, it makes you so much more dangerous is your run game maybe a little bit underrated with all the backs you got back there? I definitely think it helps with all the RPOs and the passing passing schemes that we have. I mean, it all ties in together, and I think Lebby and Coach Kiffin do a great job of calling the plays at the right time, definitely. Yeah. From, from Jerry and Ely to, to Snoop Connor, I mean, you guys just have so many weapons. You lose, obviously, in the passing game, Elijah Moore. Um, who are a couple guys that we need to keep an eye on at the receiver spot that you think are prime for big years? Brandon Sanders, Jonathan Mingo, Ontario Drummond, uh, John, John Rice Pumley in the slot. We got uh, Chase at, the, at tight end. I mean, we're 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 locked and loaded. There's gonna be there's gonna be freshmen, Braylon Brown, JJ JJ Henry that uh, that just got there, and uh, they're putting in work, man. And I'm I'm excited for them. It's an interesting spot with with John because you know obviously he had played quarterback before you got there and. Last year kind of transitioned, and then he was off playing football or baseball this spring, and he comes back. But you know, I loved reading the article the other day. He says, look, I'm willing to – I'll play wherever they put me. you got to love a guy like that who's a team player who Definitely. will go wherever you tell him to, right? Yeah. What uh, – are we going to see John Rice run the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball this year? I think you see a little bit of everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You'll see a little bit of everything. Talking with uh, Matt Corral, Ole Miss – quarterback what do you like so much about lane obviously he he won the fan base over very quickly it seems like he won the team over very quickly but what do you like about playing for coach kiffin uh i can be very transparent with him you know he's you know we're not 
we're very much alike, I'd say. I mean, he's very, you know, socially distant. But when he, once he gets to know you, it's, it's a different story. Um, and just, I don't know, man. It's just a different being in the building and um, just being around those guys and just working with them. It's, it's, it's a feeling you can't, you can't explain until you, you do it. And the people that, the players that have played with him in the past could, could vouch for that, definitely. Is he a little bit more relatable? I mean, yeah. just in terms of a guy, you, you feel like you can he, – he's, he's called so many great offenses throughout the like year. When, when we go into a meeting, it's – man, we're working, but it's, it's laid back. It's nothing, it's nothing formal or anything like that. It's, uh, we're here to work, obviously, but we have a good time doing it. Defense struggled at times last year, and we talked with Jalen, and there's no doubt about that. But when you, when you have struggles like that, you know what the mistakes are. You can correct those mistakes. Correct got to assume that defense is going to be much improved this year. Absolutely. And they definitely have playing with the chip on their shoulder and training with the chip on their shoulder. I mean, they're staying after every, every, every single day as a unit, going over schemes, going over whatever they need to go over, break up in individuals and come over as a team. And they're all doing that player-led. Like, that means something. It's all player-led. Coaches aren't telling them to do that. This is after we run, after we – do our workouts, and then after we go on the field and defense does their thing, offense is up there, coaches are gone. Like, it's just us. And that says a lot about this team. 14 interceptions last year, but most of them came in two games. Is it as simple as saying something went wrong in both of those games that, that I could fix and, and you know what the issue was in those games and not? Because it, it, it does make a point. Like, had they been spread out and you threw, like, two in every game, okay. But the fact that it only happened in those two games – was it something you saw in those games and you say, that's, that's easily fixable? I mean, I'm not one for excuses at all. I mean, I completely messed up. Arkansas, like, I, there's no one to blame but myself, and truly. And, um, you know, I just never seen drop eight before. We never talked about it. We've never <laughs> didn't scheme it up. I mean, we schemed it up, but we didn't expect them to play it like, like that, just yeah. bailing, um, getting, to their, getting to their cones, we call it. Mm -hmm. But, uh you know, I know the ins and outs of drop eight now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I like promise the, you that. Hey, the guy wasn't supposed to be right there. Where'd he come <laughs> yeah, from? Yeah, you know, it's just the extra hole player that gets to you. And uh, <laughs> that cover three, they just get to they get, they get the two flat players slicing the dividing. And, you know, it's different because they're not, they're not usually there. And yeah. both sides aren't usually doing that. And, uh, you know, it, it, I learned from it, definitely. And I'm looking forward to the next game. Absolutely. How, how much more it just uh, – finely tuned is your game now from where you were a year ago at this time? I mean, just film work. Film work to leadership, it's, it's grew tremendously. It's grew tremendously just from me being a vocal leader. Uh, when something's wrong, I address it, uh, vice versa. Um, it's not even, it's not even only, it's not, it's not even only me that's uh, holding the team with that type of accountability. Like it's yeah. Otis Reese, it's Mark Robinson, it's Jalen Jones, you know, these guys, and not, I'm not even the only leader on offense as well. Like, we got Braylon Sanders, Jonathan Mingo. These guys, we're taking it to the next level from a leadership standpoint, holding everybody accountable. And I think that that says a lot of, about who we're going to be this season. How much are you looking forward to a packed stadium, a, a, a sold-out, oh, Hemingway man. Stadium this year? Looking forward to it, really. <laughs> going, to, going, towards the going to the Grove, going through the Grove. I missed it. I missed it a it lot. It was different last year, right? Yeah, it was. It was. It, uh, it could certainly help make a difference. Uh, I was talking with Jalen about the schedule. you got to like how the schedule sets up for you guys. I mean, you, you get a neutral field game against Louisville to start. 
Then you come home against Austin P and Tulane, but a nice little foundation before you got to go hit the road and take on Bama and Tuscaloosa. Yep. Do you like it, how the schedule sets up overall? Uh, you know, it doesn't bother me, regardless of how the schedule sets up. I don't really. You don't have to say in it. No, it doesn't really bother <laughs> me if we were to have Alabama first or yeah. whatever. That game last year, though, I mean, you guys were going toe-to-toe with them, and they go on to win the national championship. Do you take positives away from that game saying, man, we, you know, we're not far off? I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, we, we believe we could compete with anybody in the country. Um, you know, we have high expectations for ourselves this, this, this upcoming season. And uh, like I said, we have high expectations coming, and it's, it's not so much that we're feeling the pressure from it. It's just that we know what we have to do to get it done. Last thing for you, I mean, do you have, obviously, team goals. We know you guys want to win every game. You'd love to represent the West, go to Atlanta, and surprise a lot of people. Do you have personal goals, though? I mean, do you want to be uh, one of the leaders in, in passing this year? Uh, I'm not really concerned about that. Um, you know, if, as long as I take care of what the team's uh, – the, if I take care of what the team wants, everything else will fall into place. When you're not playing football, what are you doing? Watching Phil. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm playing football all day. Honestly. Are you a video game guy, though? Or are you? Uh, not really. Not really. Netflix, Hulu? I watched, yeah, I watched Netflix. Here okay, what's the last thing you watched? Uh, I watched a movie last night, and it was uh, Martyrs or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I pretty good? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> no space, you haven't watched Space Jam yet? No, I haven't. I, I just feel like the, it'll never be as good as the originals. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. The jo- Jordan Space Jam for life. Yeah. Come I on, d- LeBron. I'm not even going to. I don't know. <laughs> Matt Corral, Ole Miss quarterback. Thanks so much for the time, man. Best of luck thank, this year. Thank you for having me. All right, Matt Corral. We'll be back right after this. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. They're just going to their computer looking up the parts themselves. Why would you waste the time and energy and effort going over there where you can do that yourself in your house? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices is reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. and You can find the solution to your auto part needs, whatever it is you need. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you're at Locked On and their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. They are rockauto.com. Rolling along here, SEC Media Days. And always a pleasure to catch up with a Georgia Bulldog. And this guy, the size of two players out here, Jordan Davis, big senior D lineman sitting down with us. Jordan, what's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? Good to uh, catch up with you, man. It's uh, exciting to have you back. It's exciting to see what Georgia is going to do this year. But uh, let's start there, man. Your your decision to to come back and play another year for Georgia, did you feel like you had some unfinished business? Definitely. And, you know, that's why we kept saying that, unfinished business. We had uh, goals that we wanted to reach that we quite fell short. But, you know, we feel like this year that we can right our wrongs and hopefully get to the promised land. You guys, you had the, the early season struggles, I guess, obviously the, the quarterback trying to figure out what's going on. And, and Stetson did what he did the best he could do. But once JT took over, man, it really just looked like things started to click. Everybody started gelling, and 
man, it just really, you guys started to gain this momentum, and it just seems like, man, if we just could have had JT healthy earlier in the year, man, we really could have, it could have been special last year, but that momentum feels like it kind of carries over to this year for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Well, we can't speak on the past, you know, the past yeah. is the past, but looking forward, you know, you got a good offense, we got a great offense, actually, and, um, you know, they're doing the best they can, and, you know, it's amazing to see what they can do. Who's the uh, toughest running back to bring down at practice? Ooh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say all of them are different. Okay. Zamir is one that's going to run you over. James and Kenny, they probably outrun you. Yeah. Kenny, you probably outshift you. Dejan's shifty. It's, it's just all of them. Kendall's big, man. Kendall's massive. <laughs> so it's kind of like it, it, they all have their own each aspect, and yeah. you can't really say for sure, but all of them are great. I mean, let's be real. When Georgia's at its best, and look, you got you to have a good quarterback play. You got to complete passes. But it feels like when Georgia's at its best, it's when y'all are able to establish that run and get that ground game going, right? Definitely, definitely. What uh, What do you like most about this defense? You guys, you lose a good bit of pieces, but you bring back a lot. Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith. Um, talk about some of these guys on the defense that you think are going to be set for big years. Yeah, honestly, I think all of them. Uh, we got players like Kobe, Nolan that you mentioned, but also like Adam and Channing and Quay, you know, all those players. Uh Especially, you know, I'm more focused on the front seven, but mm-hmm. we got great DBs, we got great transfers, but it's just everything is just falling into place, and it's really exciting to see these people and see these players come together. And you know, although we have a different team, it kind of feels the same. It's the same vibe. It's the same feeling. What do you like most about being that big interior D lineman? I mean, I guess it kind of starts with you at the point of attack, kind of getting getting off and 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 getting after that offensive line and kind of setting the tone, right? Yeah. Um, my main priority is just make sure the linebacker's free. That's my main priority. And, you know, whatever plays that come to me, I make them. But um, it's just it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a pride thing for me. You know, I want to make sure that the linebackers are having great games and make sure the linebackers are able to make the plays that they need to. And so um, it's something that I carry with a really, really high aspirations, a high pride. I'm very prideful about that. And, um, you know, it's just want to make sure that I can do whatever I can to make sure the team gets better. Kirby, a uh, pretty good defensive mind. Is it, when you see him at work and kind of working on some of these things and drawing up some defensive schemes and blitzes and stuff. Do you ever take a step back and go, "Man, this guy knows knows his stuff." Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> every, I'm, almost every day. Like uh, I was telling somebody else today, I was like, Kirby would be at practice teaching us D line drills, and I'm like, Coach Smart, like you're not a D lineman. You you play DB <laughs> in college. You you work with the DBs. You know you. But Kirby knows the game so much, and it's just crazy to see because if you could just pick his brain, like, it's a lot of knowledge in there, like yeah. a lot of knowledge. And he, he knows what he's talking about, and that's why what Coach Smart makes a decision, I'm always I'm all for it. So You guys were already really good offensively and defensively, but you had a couple transfers, Eric Gilbert coming over, um, formerly tight end, they're going to move him to wide receiver, and Tyke Smith, the DB. Just talk about being able to add a couple of stud guys like that to an already good team. Right. Um, we had great additions, and honestly, just the fact that they come in and they're already acclimated and they're already veterans like Tyke and DK, and, you know, they're vets in their own respective programs that they came from, but they seem like vets here because they feel like they've been here for a season or longer. So it's just good to have experience transfers. And it's just good to have them because, you know, we, 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 we 
They're good players. Yeah. Well, let's talk just a little bit about the schedule. Obviously, you guys get, get Clemson right out of the gates, and it's a big game, and it's, it's a game that people want to see, right? I mean, it's a game that people miss seeing. Let's talk about the excitement of, of opening with a game like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's different from opening at home with a team that you know you can go yeah. take care of business, but this is like a good little metric to kind of see where you guys are this year, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we try to just treat every game as the same, but, you know, the buzz around Clemson and the buzz about playing in my hometown, Charlotte, is just amazing. It, uh just grateful to have the opportunity to show what we can do early in the season. And, you know, we – Try to go one and zero every week, and you know Clemson happens to be the first one that we go against. I know you only had uh, the, the one one and a half sacks last year. You're gonna top that this year. I know you're a big, not yeah. a big sack guy, but you gotta get that one up, right? Yeah, I got to. Uh, <laughs> I've been working on pass rush, so hopefully I can showcase that. All right, they list you at 340. What are you at right now? Uh, yeah, 340. 340. Okay, yeah. well, it's accurate. You look every bit of 340, and I would not, I would not want to go up against you in the, uh, in the trenches. Yes, sir. <laughs> Jordan Davis, thanks for the time. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for having Jordan me. Davis, Georgia Bulldog defensive lineman. Hey, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former GM Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts are going to make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Just search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for sports podcast music and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We're right along here from SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama, and we'll be getting on a player from every school. Pleasure now to be joined by a Tennessee volunteer, Valus Jones Jr., sitting down with us, wide receiver. Was this like your eighth year in uh, college football now? What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, um, overall, I'll say, yeah, fifth year playing, sixth year. <laughs> Feel, feels like it's been longer than that. Exactly. You were a uh, class of 2016, right? Yes, sir. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Indeed. You, you played a lot of football. You yes, were at sir. USC. Yes, sir. And you came to Tennessee. What uh, Last year was a little bit difficult. I know you guys had a little bit of a uh, rotation, I guess you could say, at quarterback. How tough is that as a wide receiver when it's a different guy in there? And, I mean, let's be honest, you, you develop a chemistry. If it's just one guy, it's got to be a little bit difficult with a mix of guys, right? Um, I wouldn't even say, um, you know, difficult. You know, that's why um, – the time you have free time to get an extra work is uh, really important. And I feel like to become the player you want to become, it, it starts now um, during summer break, um, summer workouts, and um, definitely fall camp. And also, like, the opportunity um, with spring. And so I feel like, you know, it's not, it's not too difficult to adjust. And so especially um, on deep balls, you know, I got speed, so I can adjust when needed. But – Seemed like towards the end of the year, you started to things started to click. You had the the seventy yards against Florida, over hundred yards, and a couple of touchdowns against Vanderbilt. Did it? Was it just feeling more comfortable, or what was it? Why why did you seem to get so hot there towards the end of the year? Um, I would say, yeah, that was a um, pretty strange year. Um, I felt like, you know, you know, when the ball came my way, I make the most out of my opportunities. Um, I can say that about that. And yeah, I felt uh, really comfortable um, at the end of the season. You know, it's just like. It's all about when the ball come your way, what you're going to do with it. And so, you know, every time I touch the ball, I need to um, picture myself scoring a touchdown. Um, what went into your decision to decide to come back? Because you mentioned six-year. Um, obviously, you could have went pro. You could have went to the next level. 
what was the ultimate decision uh, on what made you want to decide to come back? Um, you know, talking to God, talking to my family, um, knowing I had more to prove. Um, uh, yeah, I had more. I had more to prove. You know, um, more more to prove. Like you know, showing the scouts, you know, showing the people like who I can be as a receiver and um, and me at my full potential. And so that's why I felt like it was really important, you know, to come back and play with my brothers and, you know, um, and do this last dance. And so, yeah, definitely have more to prove. A coaching change. I'm, I'm a big Josh Heupel fan. I like him. Impressions of him so far. And uh, what a difference maker he can be for you guys. Oh, man. Um, he's already made a difference um, with the connection of, um, and the bonding of my, of my teammates. Um, you can just see the difference in the locker room and stuff like that with the team activities and everything, you know, that we've been doing as a team, the bonding, uh, whether it's dodgeball and <laughs> the field house, whether it's kickball, the stadium, or the main event, yeah. you know, the game center. And so you so all like, playing dodgeball? Yeah. We got, <laughs> and my, my team won, by the way. There you go. Yes, all right. If, yeah, number one in the field in, in your heart. It works on your vertical game, right? you got you to exactly. move left to right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> dodging defenders. And so. so, yeah. And so I feel like he's made a huge impact. And he's only been here um, He's only been here um, a, a short of time. Like, yeah. he, you know, he just rolled in. And so, like, it feels like he's been here for, like, two years now or a whole year. And so that's how, you know, that's how far we came as a team. You know, everybody's buying in. And I feel like this year can be a pretty magical season. I don't want to harp on the, the quarterback play, but you need consistency at that level. Josh has had a great history of working with quarterbacks and getting the best out of them. Any doubt he's going to get the best out of whoever it is that is your starter this year? Um, yes, sir. Um, you know, with the quarterback situation, you know, they're all competitors, you know. Um, they all compete, you know. Even, you know, I'm competing. Yeah. Um, everybody's competing. And so I, he's definitely going to get the best out of every single quarterback. And, you know, you, the best man, yeah, they may win, but I have confidence in all my quarterbacks. Um, I got confidence that anyone can go in a big-time game and win a game. That's what you want is, you know, a room full of uh, guys competing for the job. Makes it tougher. You know, may the best man win, and whoever wins means that they earned it, and it's going to be that much better for you guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about, where you started, you, you came from USC. Is it is it weird to see JT over there wearing the the, the black and red for no, Georgia? It's hilarious. He's been following me the whole day. <laughs> I think he's gone now. I think the close is clear. Every time I pop out of the room, he's like right behind me. Is there anything? And, and, and look, there's a rivalry there. I mean, is there anything you can provide to the coaches about? Hey, JT likes to do this. And is there anything he can provide their staff that, that he knows about you? Um, you know, when JT got the starting job at Georgia, you know, I was um, paying attention a little. Um, you know, he ran with it. JT is a great quarterback. I always thought he was a great quarterback coming yeah. in as a freshman at SC. Um, threw me a um, couple touchdowns. And so, like, he's a competitor. He's going to go out there and compete. So, But you want to beat him. So is there is there a competitive edge there? Is there something you oh, yeah. know about his game that you oh, can yeah. help it's the a, it's always It's always a competitive edge when it comes to that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to lose to JT. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to call him and talk smack. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they got a great program going over there. They got great players, and, you know, when that time comes, they'll come. You know, we're just focusing on um, day by day and game by game. You know, when that time comes, yes, indeed. Uh, the wide receiver group, let's talk about that as a whole. Hyatt, Callaway, Holiday, Keaton. I mean, it's a pretty darn good group you guys have right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, um, we're just going to go out there. 
and players, and I feel like we're definitely going to shock the um, we're going to shock the uh, we're going to we're going to shock the nation of the potential and um, and the skill set we have. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. You know, they're going to find out. We we know that the the stadium wasn't what it used, usually is last year. It was weird being you know half empty and all that. How much you look forward to a pack kneeling this year? Well, even though it wasn't like they had everybody spread it out, so it was people everywhere. <laughs> it sounded like. I think it was thirty some thousand. It sounded like sixty thousand in the stadium. Really? Yeah, it was. It was fun. But it's oh. going to be different this oh, year. I can only imagine. You know, I haven't experienced that yet. Right. Um, biggest games I played in like that was like a bowl game when yeah. I was at SC versus Ohio State. Uh, so you get a Pac Nealon, Rocky Tops blaring from the band. I mean, this could be a, this could be a fun fun time for you guys. Oh man, I can only imagine. I can only <laughs> imagine. That's why you know I'm putting in the work I can now to provide for my team and also Ball Nation. Okay, 58 career receptions. You're going to pass that this year, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, definitely in this <laughs> offense. And, you know, that's why I say it's a dream come true. Um, blessed to have Coach. Can't wait to go to war for him. I'm pretty sure my teammates feel the same way. Yeah, with this with this offense, you may pass that in, like, week three. You guys get a couple of home games. Do you like how the schedule sets up? You get a couple of home games against some opponents like Bowling Green, Pitt, and, and Tennessee Tech and kind of get ready for that gauntlet of hitting the road after that oh yes indeed um i love the way the schedule was set up um, with the home game especially for the younger guys um to get comfortable before we head on the road to the swamp and so i feel like like man i feel like it's set up to have um a magical season you know that's why we're working hard now last thing for you Velas. what is the one thing you like about you you mentioned josh heupel you think he's going to be successful what is the one thing you like most about coach heupel his engagement with the players um just a likable person, you know, um, talk about ball. You know, he played ball, you know. Um, he's a legend. So, you know, just him talking ball and him, like, seeing his face all the time, so engaged with the players, like, walking, like, everywhere, like, yeah. talking to people and stuff, just being so engaged. I feel like that's a real important part of it. And um, my teammates and I are bought in and stuff. And, like like I said, we're ready to go to war for this man and the staff. So, it's going to be a fun season. Looking forward to fall camp. I know Vol Nation is ready to see what you guys can do. And, uh, you know, expectations with the new coach, they, they don't want they want to want a down year and settle in. They want to hit the ground running here. So, Indeed, uh, and that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> that was a little example for the spring game. There we go. Best of luck to you guys this year, man. Thanks so much for uh, stopping by. No problem. All right, Vellis Jones, Jr. of Tennessee. We'll be back right after this. One more reminder, NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales. They will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It is Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today, and watch our live coverage on Thursday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Going along here from SEC Media Days, been catching up with a different player from every school. Now the Kentucky Wildcats in the house and a guy who is looking to wreck shop this year on the defensive side of the ball for Kentucky. Josh Pascal sitting down with us. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Just enjoying the day. It's been a great day so far. You liking this, the whole media tour and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm loving it, getting to see some different things. So <laughs> It's a little bit different. Uh, you know, this, this didn't exist last year, so... Uh, and normally it's three guys you get to bring. This year it's only two. Um, Got to be a little bit of an honor that Coach Stoops and everybody thinks to, to send Josh. Yep, it's, it's definitely an honor just to um, be one of the two guys that Coach Stoops lets uh, come to media days because it's a privilege to get to come here. So 
I'm excited. So I talked with one of your teammates just a couple weeks ago, Yusuf Corker, and he talked about the decision to come back for another year and kind of unfinished business and, you know, the, the fact that you guys have been a good defense the past few years, but he thinks this year you guys can be even better, especially with all the guys you got coming back from Damian to you. Um, you got to like what you guys have up front this year. Oh, uh, yep. Um, I'm loving it. Um, I'm just so glad to have those defensive leaders and his, and Yusuf Corker and DeAndre Square and then uh, even Marquand McCall and just having those guys on that defensive side of the ball to uh, really just help um, relay the message and just uh, keep our uh, standards our standards. We know Mark Stoops always going to have a good defense. You guys, the offense hasn't been bad. It's just been a little bit inconsistent with the quarterback play, Lynn Bowden having to step in a, a while back for you guys. But bringing in Liam Cohen, what was – what is the early difference you saw, at least in the spring and uh, and at least through the summer, on how different the offense may look this year? Uh, it's gonna look uh, it's gonna look different, uh, just because you know he's bringing in a whole new offense and um, uh, he's bringing in that competitive atmosphere, and that's what I really like about Coach Cone. Um, he's really we're seeing a difference and just seeing guys they're putting in a lot of work. Um, it's just not what's required. They're doing way more than required, and they're um, and it's not because the coaches are telling them to do so. It's because they want to. And um, I'm, I'm just glad to see that for the offensive side of the ball. What about the uh, new addition to the offense? Wandale Robinson coming in. Obviously, you bring back Josh Ali. Feels like he's been around forever as well. But uh, how's Wandale going to help this offense? Uh, Wandale's a special player. Um, I saw that in spring ball. Um, he's a, a very athletic guy, um, twitchy. He's uh, shaky. He's, and him and uh, Josh Ali, they're going to complement each other. Uh, they're going to be a great duo for that offense, and um, I'm excited to see. The uh, offensive line, Darian Kennard's here with you, mm -hmm. uh, senior leader. But you guys get a big boost last week with uh, Dare Rosenthal coming over from LSU. Yep. Feels like he's going to step right in. Y'all already had a good offensive line. Now it makes it even better. Exactly. Uh, no, that, that offensive line is definitely special. It's been special for a lot of years, too. And um, just to see that standard just keep being held to the high standard that it's being held to is, uh, is great to see. Um, of course, we have those transfers that uh, Dare coming in, and he's going to be a great addition as well. Um, and then Darian Kennard, uh, of course, is a great tackle as well. Um, um, if not the best, one of the best in college football. So um, I'm, I'm excited to be able to go up against him in camp because it's a great look as well for me. Still a little bit of a quarterback competition Joey Gatewood, Bo Allen, Will Levis coming in as a transfer. What did you see out of that group so far? Um, I'm just seeing competition, like I said with Coach Cone. Um, it's a lot of the uh, same things with the quarterbacks. You know, they're both – they're lifting each other up. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, in spring ball, they're competing, and that's something that you uh, just love to see. You love to see them putting in that extra work and uh, really taking uh, control of that offense. A shortened season last year. Last year was just weird overall, right? But – uh, I got a feeling you're going to want to take the one sack total and, and up that a little bit this exactly. year, right? Without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> that's something that we're working on because, you know, we uh, didn't rush the pass so well as a defense as a whole and personally as myself, um, for myself as well. And uh, just focusing on pass rush and uh, making sure that I finish those sacks and then I get to that quarterback because you got to affect the quarter, uh, quarterback regardless. And um, a strip sack can be a, a game-changing play.
Yeah, I mean, we got so used to it with those guys like Josh Allen. I mean, you, you guys are always getting after it. Uh, yeah. And, again, last year was almost like an anomaly because it, it was it was different. You're playing an all-SEC schedule. You don't know whether you're playing you know, one week or not. Games getting moved around and all this. Um, it was nice, though, for you guys to get to that bowl game and, and take care of business and beat NC State, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, just to get to that bowl game, uh, to uh, leave the, that last season with the win, um, you know, that was big. We went through a lot. In the 2020 season, not only with COVID, but um, with personal stuff in, um, in our football program, such as uh, Chris Oates and Coach Slarman. And uh, we're just blessed to, uh, you know, be able to finish that season with a win. All right. I'm looking through your profile here, and it says the last time you were starstruck was when you <laughs> saw Jennifer Lopez in person at The Tonight Show. What is that? What happened there? So I was at The Today Show to share my cancer story back in 2019. And so I was there, and J-Lo was there, and her dressing room was outside of where our waiting area was. And so I was with Slacks, who was at SID in Kentucky, and I was with my mom. And they and she was basically, like, fangirling over, <laughs> over J-Lo. <laughs> I was like, okay, calm down. It's all good. And so um, J-Lo walks, and I make eye contact with her. <laughs> and she winks at me. Wow. And so when she winked at me, that's when I was starstruck. Okay. <laughs> you saw J-Lo, a 10 out of 10 wink. <laughs> that's, that's it, though, J-Lo? That's the only time you've ever been starstruck? Uh, off the top of my head, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking through, um, and you mentioned it, man. I mean, to, to be able to come back for, from what you – year-long treatment, right, for, for the melanoma on your right foot, to be able to come back from that, what's, what's the – What's it been like, just the road to recovery and getting back and getting back on the on the field? Uh, it's been it's been great, uh, just because that road to recovery was hard, but I had so many lessons that uh, were implemented in it, uh, such as patience, uh, such as uh, trusting your work ethic and um, trusting those around you too. Uh, you know, uh, our strength coaches do a great job, and our trainers did a great job of just getting me back to full strength. And um, now, of course, I'm past that and. I'm just ready to get after it now, and I'm just cherishing every moment that I have playing this game. What do you like about some of the, the new coaches that you guys have added this offseason? Um, I like, like I said before, I love they all bring that competitive nature. And uh, there are also coaches who um, have great personalities, so you can just go talk to them whenever. Um, Coach Cone would come into the locker room yeah. after practices sometimes and just say, and just ask how we were doing and stuff like that. And so. <laughs> Just, just things like that, having some coaches that you can uh, just walk into their locker room. I mean, walk into their office and just uh, have a conversation with. All right, so I got to confess them. So I'm an LSU grad, but my wife is a Kentucky grad, mm-hmm. and she's big blue through and through. Uh-huh. And we, we're coming up on October 9th yep. to, to Lexington, and she's already <laughs> talking trash to me already. So uh-huh. I know what I'm in for. We're going to do the whole thing. We're going to Keeneland. Okay. We're coming to, we're coming to Commonwealth. We're coming to the stadium. Yep. But she's already talking trash. She feels good about that game. So I'm just letting you know that she's one of your big fans, and she's already fired up for that game. <laughs> Tell I said she picked the right side. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're pretty balanced in the house. We got we got we got Kentucky stuff and LSU stuff everywhere. Uh, last one for you: uh, the schedule, just how it sets up. Obviously, you guys went through that the full SEC schedule last year. It was brutal playing a ten-game SEC schedule, but you play Louisiana Monroe, then you get Missouri, then you get Chattanooga. Three straight games at home. You gotta like that to kind of settle into the schedule, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, three straight games at home to start the season. That's that's. That's a blessing. And uh, have that come after something like a COVID year where you know that those games are going to be packed because it's going to be people that want to support the Cats. 
um, that's just all you can ask for. So we're just ready to give them a show and um, just go out there and have some fun in front of the home crowd. I'm not putting any pressure on you. A few years ago, we had Benny Snell sitting in that seat right there, uh-huh. <laughs> and he said, we're beating Florida this year. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to make that guarantee. <laughs> I'm just saying you guys play them pretty darn well when they come into your house. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I know with any team, though, that we play, of course our goal is to win. And so I'm not going to get on here and say that um, anybody on our schedule we're going to lose to because at the end of the day, I have confidence that we're going to win. Yeah. So uh, – I'm going to just leave it with that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no pressure. Didn't, didn't want to put the pressure on you. Josh Pascal, defensive end for the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, best of luck, man, to you. Uh, great to see you back out on the football field, and uh, have a great season, man. Appreciate you. Rolling along here from SEC Media Days, Hoover, Alabama, and catching up with a Kentucky Wildcat. Offensive lineman Darian Kennard sitting down with us. What's going on, man? <sighs> Nothing much, man. Just enjoying my time, enjoying today. Uh, something new and enjoying it. I, I see that. It's uh, it's great to see you guys. I mean, we missed this event last year, and it's uh, it's fun to be back, and it's fun to have you guys. We're used to having, you know, three players, but two players. That means you're super special that they uh, chose you to bring you to, 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 to Birmingham. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about uh, just your time at, at uh, Kentucky so far. I know you were born in, in Youngstown. You grew up in Knoxville, but... That uh, recruiting pitch from Coach Stoops, the Youngstown connection probably helped there, right? It did. It did a little bit, honestly. Uh, you know, I, I'm still finding out guys who are on the on the staff or strength conditioning staff or the coaching staff that are from Youngstown. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but he's secretly, like, hiring some Youngstown guys or some connection to it somehow. It's like you're in. If, you're, if, you, if you have any connection to Youngstown, Coach Stoops is like, you're, Oh, yeah, you're, you're in. in. You're in, yeah, basically. That's uh, what's happening. Let's talk a little bit about the spring. What, um, you know, obviously, look, we're, we're entering a new age with Kentucky. You guys had, uh, you know, a year where you threw Lynn Bowden out there, quarterback. It was a mix last year. But, man, you bring in Liam Cohen, and it seems like you guys are, are going to get a little stability at that quarterback spot now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, at the end of the day, us as an offensive line, though, we want it on our backs. So it doesn't matter if that's running the ball or protecting for a quarterback. Um, but we're still going to go out there with the mentality of playing hard and making them quit. <laughs> you got a couple of uh, a couple of great guys alongside of you. You add Dare Rosenthal last week from LSU, an already good offensive line gets even better. Uh, what would you make of the news when you saw that? Um, honestly, I was kind of excited. Um, you know, having a, a good athlete come to the program, another – top talent uh, from a great school I feel like it's only going to add to the competition and make us better as a team uh, whether he takes someone's spot or not uh, it's, al- it's always going to be a competitive battle and we're going to you know have something to prove every week Chris Rodriguez we've seen pieces of him throughout the years oh. and times where he's really shined now it's kind of his time to, to be the man yeah uh, how ready do you think he is for this season oh he most definitely is man <laughs> uh, most definitely is uh, talking to him, I love I love the, his mentality is when he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, he wants to run through somebody. Yeah, I love that as a running back. Uh, need that as a running back because you know as an offensive line we want to we want to make them quit. And the best thing, the best feeling in the world is to block and pancake somebody and then look up and see your running back you know hauling hauling butt to the in the end zone and celebrating. So. Um, he's a great, he's a great running back, and he runs like an anvil on, anvil on wheels, man. I love it. Is Cavassier Smoke the best name in college football? I think so. Yeah, I think it's a great, I think it's a great name, honestly. Because <laughs> uh, I've heard, I've heard plenty of analysis say, "Oh, he smoked him." Like, yeah, when he's running, Cavassier smoked. <laughs> like he's just gone. Like that's 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 probably a cool name, but he's also another guy in, in that in that uh, power. You know, we have. A, 
insane running backs, young yeah. guys, older guys. Oh man, man, they just we have insane running backs this year. Kavasi well, is probably one of the other slept on running backs this year. I like the receiving core too. Josh Ali, I feel like he's been there for forever. Yeah. And then you bring in Wandell Robinson from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's the, the I talked to Yusuf Corker a few weeks ago. He said, "Don't sleep on that receiving core now." No, you do. Don't definitely don't, man. You got plenty of guys who want to eat. Um, you know, you got Cleveland who got hurt uh, with injury, which was sad. You know, he was definitely a guy who was starting to have a come out year. You have uh, Epps, you have Ali, Wondell, uh, younger guys, uh, Demarcus. Like, bro, like, we have great wide receivers. Uh, we just need an offense that can get them the ball. And I think this year with the type of precision and type of offense we're going to be running from Cohen, I, I feel like we're going to have no problem with making them stand out. What ultimately led to your decision to, to come back another year? I know uh, a lot of guys – Decided, and I mean, I think mm-hmm. I think some of us were surprised when we started to see the names from uh, DeAndre Square to Josh Pascal, who you're walking around. With. I mean, some talented guys, y'all all coming back and seniors, and is this just something left to prove. Is that what it is? Yeah, honestly, um, me, uh, I had a personal reason, but also on top of the fact I know this team could do something very special this year. Uh, the whole goal for us this year is to compete for the East. Uh, for the personal reason, uh, you know, I, I was getting a lot of talk from the NFL saying, "Oh, he's only a." third second round guy just because of the fact they only saw me play right tackle um well okay i'm gonna come back and play left tackle and i'm gonna prove all you why i'm better than other people in the country still uh at left then i I, i'm I'm returning best offensive lineman in the country at right i'm gonna tell you why i'm the best returning offensive country at left (laughs) i love that put it that way um but honestly I, i feel i feel like there's still stuff to prove with me personally and for the team it's uh it's unbelievable when it when just the 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 the, you guys have always just had great offensive lines. I mean, it feels mm-hmm. like every year somebody from Kentucky's getting talked about in, in the NFL yeah. draft conversations and yeah. and all that. But, uh, you know, it, it, again, a chance for you guys to be really good this year. Do you like how the schedule sets up just kind of looking at, at obviously you get the first three games at home, Louisiana Monroe, Missouri, yeah. Chattanooga. It's got to be nice to settle in, get your feet under at home. Uh, I definitely feel like it's a great opportunity to um, have a fun game, have a good game. Um, really worked some kinks out in the, new, in the new offense, and I feel like it's definitely going to be a great thing to do, especially in front of your home crowd. Um, have, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fans. It's nice to have that home field advantage when the, you're definitely starting out a season. Okay, what is this note I just read that you're related to Dolly Parton? Oh, man. What yeah. is that? Yeah, I've explained that about three <laughs> times today. Uh, yeah, that, she's, uh, she's a distant cousin of mine, a distant relative. My aunt, Ginger, uh, grew up like two houses down from her, and they were like second, second or third cousins. So I'm related to her by distant, but distant, okay. distant, but it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm related to her. Can you sing at all? Me? Yeah. Heck no. No? No. Nah, I'm good at football, <laughs> man. I'm going to stick to football. I'm not, I'm not going to sing. So if you got pushed up on stage at a karaoke night, what would you sing? Oh, uh, what am I going to sing? Um, I'll probably sing uh, Country Boy by Aaron Lewis. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll do listen to some country. You yeah. Know, I'll listen to it here and there, but. Um, I like that. I like that song a lot. So I, like, that, I like a couple songs, but I like them. Uh, another note, it said if you could only eat three foods the rest of your life, you pick steak, yeah. which is good, chicken Alfredo, yeah. which is good, kettle and kettle corn. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, dude, I can't cuss on here, but I love kettle corn, all right? I love kettle corn. Yeah. Right? Uh, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Kettle corn is top three ever. Okay. Ever. I love ever. it. Ever. Uh, so I was telling uh, Josh, I'm uh, I'm a little house divided. My wife is a diehard Kentucky fan. Mm. She went to Kentucky. She 
bleeds big blue. Good for her. I'm an LSU guy. Ah, sorry for you. We're coming up there this year. Yeah. She's already playing the whole trip. We're going to yeah. Keeneland. We're coming, we're coming to uh, K. Roger Field, as, mm-hmm. as it's called. Yeah. And um, she's already talking trash to me. I mean, it's, it's tough. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, you know. I'm like, hey, we're trying to bounce back from a tough season last year. And, yeah, she'll never let me de- – look, I, I wish you guys the best of luck. Of course. But I will never live that down if y'all end up beating LSU this yeah. year. So. Yeah, we're, we're going to go out – you know, it's, of course, LSU is a good team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be a hard-fought game. Um, you know, best team's going to win for that day. You know, it's that simple. But in terms of uh, your wife smack talking you, you know, good for her. <laughs> I'm happy for her. I was talking to Josh. I said uh, Benny Snell st- sat in that very chair mm-hmm. just a couple years ago. Love Benny, by the way. Great guy. Uh he said we're beating Florida this year. Mm. This, and sure enough, y'all did it. Mm-hmm. It's just different when you guys get those guys in your – when y'all played in your house, y'all played those guys pretty tough the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, Florida's a game that, you know, every year or the years that we were getting beat were so close. That yeah. could have been one play. Could have been a game changer. Um, but this year, I feel like every team that we go against, there's going to be uh, you're going to see something special from us in terms of how how hard we play and how hard we fight. Uh, get the non-conference games back, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, played all the SEC schedule last year. Good to get that rivalry back with that other school in the state, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, all, all we had to all, all I'm saying is, you know, last last year we were talking about how scared they were to play. Us, yep. You know, so. <laughs> You know, we'll have, we'll have it back. You know, we, we can we can hash it out again. There we go. I love it. Derek Kennard, uh, offensive tackle for the Kentucky Wildcats. Good to meet you, man, and uh, best of luck to you guys this right. season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Recapping day two of SEC Media Days. We'll keep this thing rolling. Tons of great interviews, player interviews, much, much more. We'll bring it to you all all week long right here on Locked On SEC. Remember to subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Download our podcast every chance you get talking all things SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.